beautiful, beautiful, beautiful presence of God. Beautiful Jesus. We worship you, Father. Have your way, have your way, have your way. Have your way in every heart, every man, woman, and child in this house. Worship you, worship you. Yes, you are. 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 Yes, you're worthy, Lord. Revelation 4 reads like this. And after these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. Will you tell the Lord that? Open that heaven for me to behold. Let me come up higher. I want to see you deeper. I want to experience you more richer. And the first voice that I heard was the sound of a trumpet speaking with me. And it said this. Come up higher. Come up higher. Will you say that, Lord? Take me higher. Take me higher with you. I'm coming up higher. I'm not living that low thing. I'm going to live that high thing, that high life with you. And I will show you what must take place after these things. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was standing in heaven. And one sitting on the throne. Say, Father, thank you. That you're on the throne right now. That you're the throne of God right now. We don't see it. It's invisible. But you rule off of your throne right now. And we behold, we come up higher. And we have a knowing sense in God. That you're the great God over all the earth. You're the judge over all the earth. You're the judge over every throne. Over every king. Over every kingdom. Over every government. The earth is yours and the fullness thereof. And all the inhabitants therein. To him who sits on the throne. It says from that throne came rainbows around. That speaks of the covenant. And even judgments in the days of Noah. Rainbows, covenants, amen. God does rule. He's not slack concerning his promise. And out from the throne came flashes of light and sounds. And before the throne there were some seas of glass like crystals. And around the throne, four living creatures. Saying this, holy, holy, holy. Saying this, holy, holy, holy. All around his throne. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. The Almighty. Who was who is and is to come. And when the living creatures gave glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever, on all the elders in that place, they fell down. They fell down before him who sits on the throne and said, I will worship him 
who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns on the throne saying, Worthy are you. Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you have created all things. And because of you, they, they exist and were created. And he goes on in the next verse. Just be seated for a minute. And let's take a peek from this song into the, the throne of God. The great judge over all the earth. Amen. And he continues in verse five, in chapter 5 of Revelation. And I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Say the right hand. Say I'm glimpsing into the heavenlies right now. That's a happening of God right now. I get the privilege to look into right now. You look at your Bible and it says in the first chapter of Revelations, blessed is he who reads. Say, blessed is he who reads. And blessed are those who hear the words of the prophecy. That's Revelations 1-3. Put it up on the board. Blessed is he who reads. Say, Lord, I'm reading today. Right now, I'm reading it today. So I'm blessed. And those who hear, I'm hearing it today. The words of the prophecy. And heed the things which are written in it. For the time is near. Say the time is near. Let's look at it. Verse, uh, let's go to 1, verse 3. Revelations 1, verse 3. We're going to read it together. I didn't intend on doing this. But that song brought us in this order. And we have an opportunity to glimpse on heavenly things. Amen? Tell the Lord, I've been living too low for too long. I've been living in that low thing too long. I've been living maybe even that religious thing way, way too long. I'm going to go higher with God. I want to go deeper with the Lord. He wants that from us. All creation's groaning for that from Him. People are sick of religion. I don't blame them. I never liked it either. But His throne, Him who sits on the throne, and unto the Lamb of God. Amen? Yeah, we got to go higher. Say, I'm going higher. I got to go deeper. I got to go wider. And God's already prophesying that to us in this house. He said, Water's to drink. Say, Water's to drink. Rivers springing up. Say springing up. Say the rivers are springing up out of me. I'm not waiting for some outward anointing. There's rivers springing up into eternal life out of me. Amen. Rivers, identity, treasures of God in us. Say rivers of drink. Rivers springing up. Rivers washing. Say washing. Say God, wash my eyes. We've all been blind in some phase or stage in our life. We need washing of our eyes. Jesus spit on the ground, picked it up, and fashioned and made clay and said, Go and wash so you might see. Are you listening to me? Too low, too long. God's pouring out here. If you know somebody, bring them here. You know somebody for next week, it's Father's Day. And we're going to honor the Father next week. Bring somebody who doesn't know Him. He's not just God afar off. He becomes your Father when you're born again. Bring people who are lost. Bring them Sunday so they can know the identity of a father. Bring people who are backslidden. They come home. He's still their father. He's still their father. No matter what they've done wrong, he's still their father. Bring them. Amen? Shake your neighbor. Slug your neighbor. Say, wake up. Tell your neighbor you're an Andrew. You're going to go out there this week and tell them, come and see. Bring them. Come and see. Say, I'm an Andrew. We need some Andrews in here. I was an Andrew in the church I went to in California. I had an encounter with Jesus. And I told everybody, come and see. I don't know what I'm saying, but listen to what he's saying. I don't know about it. Listen to what he's saying. Come and see. Say, make me an Andrew. 
The Lord's too rich, too good, too deep to miss this moment. Amen? Say, I'm not missing it. I'm not living low for so long. Don't you know? Don't you know? We read that Bible. We read the Bible in Ephesians. Read your Bible. And everybody will say that. We thank God. The Bible says the cross. We've been preaching on the cross. Amen? He was on the cross, agonized for our sins, right? For our sickness? All that happened on his cross. The payment for sin. You say yes and I say amen, right? For our sin natures to not rule our lives. We say yes and we say amen, right? But there's more than that. Say more than that. He goes further than that. He said to overcome Satan and his assignments against your life by his cross, right? Yeah, but we stop there sometimes. He said that he abolished the handwritten ordinances. And that's killing the church. People take ordinances and make them the letter. And they're killing each other. Were you baptized this way? Were you baptized that way? He said, I abolished those ordinances as much as I did sin, church. To make a new man out of us. I can't live low on that little empty doctrine. I believe in the doctrines of God. But not when they're the letters that kill and destroy and try to have some principle and form. We're going to Christ. Say higher. Say, as for me and my house, we're serving God like he was meant to be served. Breaking out of religion. We're going on and following the lamb wherever he leads us, right? Hey, John the Baptist got stuck in prison. He stayed there. Jesus kept going. They followed him. Say, follow him. You got to get it. I'm going to impart it today. If you're half dead, you're going to come alive. Are you listening to me? God's too rich. He's too real. He's doing things in lives here. Say, oh, the depths. That's the water, the bathos. Oh, the riches. Say the riches. Say, Lord, you're deep. You're rich unto me, unto this house, unto this church. You're pouring out waters that we might swim in them, waters that we might wash in them, waters that would be transformed. Don't you know? Don't you know the first miracle in John 2? He said, go and get those vessels. Tell the Lord, I'm a vessel. Just present yourself as a vessel. Jesus said, first miracle, bring me some vessels. Bring me some vessels. Bring me some vessels. That's all he's asking. Follow that instruction. Come as a vessel and present yourself. And then he said, fill them with water. The water of the word. Say, fill them with water. Get in that book and get that book in you. Fill me with water. Tell them. Fill me with water. And then watch him transform that water into wine in your life. Make it the better thing in your life. Make it the most real thing in your life. Say, Lord, I'm coming. I'm filling with water. That's my part. Say, that's my part. My part of that miracle is to be filled with the water of this word. His part's to transform it into intoxicating wine, into a better thing, into that next thing. Are you listening to me? If you're not, just say amen anyway. Appease me. Just appease me. I'm ready to come out of my skin. I remember Shambach. You can't die in a Holy Ghost meeting. <laughs> you can't die? Say, I'm not dead. I was once dead. Say, once dead. In my trespasses and in my sins. But I've been made alive by God. I've been made alive by Jesus Christ. I've been made alive. I'm not that dead thing. I'm a living thing. Dead things go down the wash. You see the rain the other day? All the dead leaves just go that way. Why? Because they're dead. 
I once was dead, but when I'm alive, I stand against the currents of life. Don't you? Because I'm alive by Christ. Aren't you? Say, I'm alive. Tell your neighbor, I'm alive and well. I'm a life-giving spirit. I'm alive. I'm not dead. I'm alive in God. Yeah. I'm happy about it. Dead things just go on down the river like jellyfish. I lived in California. Jellyfish, when they're dead, they just they float with the stream. Huh? I'm not that dead thing. I swim against the stream. Don't you? I had a man of God tell me, Craig, sometimes this thing feels so hard. I said it would be much harder if you went the way of the world. Much more tougher on your life. Much more costly for your life. So suck it up, son. Get up, son. Stand up. Remember who you are. Huh? Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a new creation. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. Didn't you hear Jimmy try to get everybody to say the I am's? Or he did say it, not try. You guys did, most of you. That's why I said try. Some of you didn't. Had a tough week. The I am's are powerful. Right? Yes, they are. God's telling us to do something. Do our part. Say, I'm doing my part. Revelations, it says this. Blessed, say blessed, is he that reads. Pick up your Bible. Pretend to read it. <laughs> I know. People tell me, I'm going to read it. I'm going to listen to that website. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Just do it. Get out of there. He's talking in tongues. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Just do it. Just do it. People say that. You know, the, the only difference sometimes people look at me and they try to say, well, that's just because of the gift in your life. No, it's not. When I first got saved, I never stopped following God. You can too. Say you can too. It was about following for me, not because of the gifting I had. It was following Jesus. That's what made things change for me. I got up in the morning when I had to work at 7 a.m. I got up at 3 a.m. Ask Anna. And I found a beach place and prayed to God then. Say, make yourselves available say i can and i will and we're going to move this thing and god's going to change your life blessed is he say blessed is he say blessed is he ephesians 1 3 says blessed be the god and father say that blessed be the god and my father he's not some distant god he's father unto me He's the source of my birth. He's the source of my life. And he's predestined me and called me and transformed me and to make something out of me. Amen? Yeah, people, bring him on Father's Day. Man, I'm ready to go right now. Bring him on Father's Day. They have no clue, people. They have no clue, but they're waking up. If they get around the presence of God, waking up by the spirit of adoption that's inside of them, whereby they cry, Abba, Father, the spirit of Christ in you, Abba, Daddy. He's more than a corrector, though I love his correction. He's my father, and he's giving me my identity. Surprise the heck out of me. Go to, uh, let's read this. Blessed is he. Blessed be the God and Father. Not just God somewhere out there. Not just the man upstairs. But God is my father. I'm one with him. In the Father's name, protect them. In the Father's name, keep them. In the Father's name, give them that truth. We say, Our Father, who art in heaven, 
Let your name be kept holy in our lives. And he says, you do that, son. You do that, daughter. Now watch me keep you from the evils and the powers of this age. Huh? We're keeping his name holy. We're battling it in, in that area, in that arena with Anna, saying he is the healer. Let his name be kept holy as healer in Anna's life. And yeah, they marvel now, but they ain't seen nothing yet staying with this thing. Yeah, they buried her 15 years ago. There was a timeline in Adam that all men live. There's a timeline that when all people are appointed to die in Adam, say in Adam. But in Christ's new creation, there's a new timeline. She probably should have died naturally in Adam a long time ago. But in Christ, there's an extension of life. There's a battle to the gates. There's a transformation and a change. And she lives and doesn't die. Yeah, give him praise like you mean it. There's timelines in God that interrupt the old Adam, the old creation, the old dead thing. Because she's in Christ, she's alive. They know it. They tell me that all the time with unbelief. Oh, you're blessed like this. Oh, you're still alive. Oh, you're blessed. Good luck. Uh, I don't know what the heck to say. Yeah, I am blessed. God is the strength of our lives. Huh? Hallowed be your name, Father. What area for you are you keeping his name holy? What area? Is it in your marriage? You're fighting for your marriage, and you're battling. And your battle is not with flesh and blood. It's with principalities and powers and rulers in a heavenly place. Say a heavenly place. And God gave us keys to shut the mouth of our enemy in this heaven. He's in heaven, this heaven, and we're on earth. He gave us keys and tools to silence them. Amen? Say, I'm not under them anymore. Such were some of you. Say, I was. He said, I was dead, Ephesians 2, in my trespasses and sin. I was under the power of the evil spirits of this age. Say, this age. Yeah, I don't go the way of that age. Do you? Anon, that age, that presence, I don't go that way because I'm alive in God. I'm not under their rule. I'm not under their times. I'm not under their seasons, and neither are you. Such were some of you. Read your Bible, and he said, I give you a covenant now. I've given you hope now. You're not a stranger to the covenant or promise of God. You're a stranger to a foreigner here. I'm not under that thing's rule. Are you listening to me? The cross. I overcome sin. Say sin. Sin nature, Satan, and dead-lettered religion. Can't stand it, hate it. You should too. Hate what God hates. It's pathetic, and it's robbed him for way too long. If we believe part of that Bible, let's believe all of that Bible. Part of that cross or all of that cross. People stuck in doctrines of justification, though I love it. What a great message. But when it becomes a doctor, it becomes dead. And people get locked up in prison just like John the Baptist. He didn't go on. Don't you know? He didn't go on. John said, I have a gift and I'm a prophet. And I see, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Next cha chapter. Is that really him? Is that really him? His gift saw farther than his character. Say, not me. And he got stuck there a couple times. I'm in prison. Is that him? Go ask him. I'm not sure. Am I dying for nothing and losing my head? But I still got disciples. I'm John. Huh? And he stuck around. An inspired word. Let me speak and permit me to He stuck around in the doctrine of repentance. And the other ones were saying, follow him. He said, go follow Jesus. Follow Jesus into an open heaven. 
follow Jesus and to be born again. You know, we're not stuck in some little doctrine barely getting by. We got a heavenly host and a living God. He lives in me. When you're in Pentecost, you're saying, God, touch me with the anointing. When you're in his kingdom, you're saying, there's a river of well of life of his coming out of me, springing up. Rivers that heal the nation. Rivers that change things. Say, it's in me. Say, I am a Christian. One of the most powerful. I thank you, Juan. He is. One of the most powerful entities in this earth. As he is. So are we right now. Oh, tilt. That's what the Bible says. That's what he says in you. In Christ. Are you listening to me? You're going to get it. We're going up. Say, I'm going up. Yeah, I'm going to see something. Because blessed is he that reads. Say, I'm reading. Just read. Will you just read? Tell your neighbor one more time. Hit them really, really hard. So they have that bruise tomorrow and they remember to read. All I got to do is read. I don't care if it feels dead, boring, or whatever. I'm giving God a chance to turn that word, water, into some wine. That's his first miracle. That's what he does best. Transformation, right? We are his workmanship. Say workmanship. Created. Say created. In Christ Jesus. For predestined works and a predestined walk. I'm blown away. You read Ephesians 2.18. I'm blown away. I, 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 I'm, it's more than I ever thought. When, and the created, he said, you are created in Christ. Let's, you keep that there, Cain. Let's go there real quick in Ephesians. I want you to get this. Ephesians 2. I'll just go, I'm going to go really fast over something. And you were dead. Say, I'm not dead no more in my trespasses. And then the next verse of verse 1 says, you formerly walked according to the course of this world. Say, I don't walk under this, the course of this world anymore. I don't walk according to the prince or the power of the air anymore. Or of the spirit that now works in all the people of disobedience. Among them I was too. I formerly lived in lust in the flesh and indulged in the desires of the flesh and the mind. And I was by nature a child of wrath. Say a child of wrath. Even as the rest... Verse 4, but God, say, but God, being rich in mercy because of his great love, say great love, in which he loved us even when we were dead, even when I was dead in my transgressions, he made us alive. Say, I'm alive. Say, I'm alive. I'm alive together with Christ, and by grace have I been saved. Not only that, but I've been raised up. Say, raised up with him. I'm seated with him in a heavenly place in Christ Jesus. Say that. Say, I'm seated in a heavenly place. Where is that place? In Christ Jesus. I'm in him. Say, I'm in him. So I'm in a heavenly place, operating from a heavenly position. Huh? Don't listen to your head. You'll tilt. Oh, my God. It sounds like a science fiction story. (laughs) It's the word of God, man. So that the ages to come, he might show his surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in, in Christ. Say, in Christ. For by grace you've been saved through faith, not of yourself. Say, it's not of myself. It's the gift of God. It's the gift of God. Not as a result of works, so that anyone might boast. Verse 10, for we are, say I am, his workmanship. I'm his poem. I'm his handy writing. Tell your neighbor, you're his handy writing. He's writing a poem in you. You're his epistle. He's writing something preordained in you. 
Are you listening to me? Say, keep on writing, Lord. Keep on shaping. Created. Say, created. In Christ. That word created means shaped in Christ. The master molder, your heavenly father. The potter that shapes the clay. When I, I never realized what happened when I came into Christ, that he was shaping me for 30-something years and molding me. I didn't know what it looked like, but all of a sudden now it starts being more than clay. It stops being more than that. It takes on shape and form. And I'm walking in a preordained thing. Say a preordained thing. I didn't choose to be a, a preacher. I never chose that. wouldn't choose it. And if you're hungry for it, check your heart about it. It's not all you think it's cracked up to be. Seriously, if you think you're that thing, let God process you in that. There's no shortcuts in that. I'm looking for called men. Jimmy said, there was more men here last week in this house than women in a long time. A number of years, stalling, a number of years that he's not giving me. But a long time, he said that there's been more men here. God's calling men. He's drawing men. He wants to make a workmanship out of the men. He wants men that will change the age, not flow with the age, no longer under that power. They're different. They walk to a different beat and to a different sound. Say, that kind of man, a man of God, not just a gift of God. And out of those men, they're going to be called men, and I'm looking forward to it. And out of those men, there's going to be praying men. There's going to be worshiping men, but you've got to start where you are. The priest of God. Say, I'm a priest. I told you my story. It starts with worship. And then it started with prayer. Say prayer. That belongs to you. If you're not worshiping, that's not normal for a son and daughter of God. If you're not praying, that's not normal. I'm here today to wake up some mighty men. There's people in battles. There's people in battles and some of the mighty men are asleep. Wake up, mighty men. Come and pray always, with all preservation, with all manner of prayer. Huh? I'm looking for young men that would come in here and say, hey, sit down for a day, elders. I'm here. I want to pray. Let me bring some men to pray. Young men. Huh? You don't need an invitation for that. You don't need a special ministry. That's part of your priesthood. Come in and pray. Oh, Ezekiel said, I was looking for a man. They would stand in the gap. I could not find any. Oh, that's sad. Wake up, mighty men. Come in and pray. Are you not your brother's keeper? When your brother's under a firefight, where are you? Prayer. Say prayer. Rallying. Grab some of these guys. Take them in this house. Well, we don't have a meeting on Wednesday. For God's sake, make one. That's our job, to equip and people to come in. You say, what can I do around the house? Pray in this house. My father's house is a house of prayer, not of programs, not of doctrines, not of pretending religion. It's a house of prayer with men that are moved by the Holy Spirit of God, right? That move things in this earth on his behalf. Say, wake me up. Tell your neighbor, double wake me up. I'm called, man. You're a called man. Yeah, you're called to be with them. Yeah, you're called to serve. You're called to worship. You're called to pray. And let's see what goes on after that. I can't wait for more called men to come. That's what I do. I equip men that are equipping gifts. That's what I do. I can't wait till they come. I can't wait till you real guys that are called to a pulpit ministry that want to express God. I'm here. I want to equip that. 
But I'm equipping every, every, every ministry. Not just this. That's a small part. Say a small part. But it's a part. But we live 24-7. We're sons of God now, right now. Say right now. I'm a priest right now. It's a privilege being a priest. Don't you know God never begged anyone, please be my priest? He said, man, it's a privilege to present yourself. Because when you present yourself as a priest, you have the privilege of seeing an open heaven. You see things that are heavenly, that will blow your mind, that will change your life. You have power as a priest, say as a priest. It's God's dream. We are, say we are, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, say a royal priesthood, to show forth the praises of him that's called us out of darkness into his mighty light. Say, I'm a priest. I'm a worshiper. I'm a warrior. I worship. I do warfare unto the lamb and the lion. Huh? It's both. If you're worshiping, you're filling the atmosphere with God's reality. When you're praying, you're filling this heavenly place with God's will and his words. Daniel, don't you know Daniel? He was praying. And he said, I'm praying day one, God, that you do this. 21 days later, he said, Daniel, I heard you day one. But there's been a battle from heaven, this heaven, to this one. There's been a battle with the prince of Persia minor. Keep praying. Keep filling that atmosphere with the words of God and the words of life. Keep praying. Keep saying and fill this area so God can move. He's already moved the first time you talked. He told that to Daniel. He said, where's the battle? Oh, oh, religion, oh God's withholding from you? No, he's not. God said, I heard you the first day. I'm not your problem. Here's the problem. We got a war going on in the heavenlies. We were born in a hostile environment. And I've equipped you with some equipping. Amen? All right. For we are his workmanship, created, shaped, formed in Christ Jesus unto good works. Say preordained works. It says right there, which God preordained in my Bible, ordained, predestined. I don't know if someday part of, as he's shaping me, I'm surprised what, what he's making me. Still. Still surprised. It's taken shape. I don't know if one day part of my preordained walk is to walk in Italy. And I said, oh, really? I said, I don't know. There's a whole lot of Catholics there. <laughs> they said, you ain't a priest. You ain't wearing that collar. I said, let me tell you about the priesthood of God. Huh? That's the word of God. Say the word of God. Let's go back to Revelations and be blessed. I didn't, I didn't plan. I, I had a plan to finish Ephesians chapter 6. We'll see. I got 20 minutes. Are you getting anything out of today? Are you stirred? Are you awakening? You should. That's good. Keep doing it. Keep washing those eyes. Wherever area that you're blind, go and wash. Go and wash so you can see. Anna prophesied through song. Don't miss the opportunity. Don't miss these opportunities. I, I'm going to tell you straight up. Listen to the iCast ten times. I don't care. Catch something from God. Listen to the worship and enter in. I don't care. Use it as a tool. I did. Yeah. Hey, the race isn't to the swift. Say it's not to the swift. The race isn't to the mighty person. It's just the available person. It's not to that guy that's great or not great. It's the guy who's available. That's all. Say, I'm available. Yes, I am. Blessed is he. 
Yeah, he's blessed. Ephesians 1, 3 said, blessed be the God and Father. That word blessed in the Greek means let us speak well of. Speak well of the Father, for he's just. Speak well of him. Amen? Speak well of. Blessed and speak well. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus. Blessed is he that reads and they that hear. Say, I'm, I'm reading and I'm hearing the words of this prophecy. And keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. Say it's at hand. Say it's a set time. It's a appointed time right now for me. I'm not missing my hour of visitation, are you? Every time God shows up in a corporate way, an individual way, I always tell God, continue your work in me. Further your work in me. Continue. Here I am. One time we had saying this a month, two months ago. Here I am. I don't know. I got the other song in my head and the words of the other one. I... Yeah. How does it go? Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Yeah. That, here I am. Here I am, Lord. And everybody leaves. And I come back here later. You can too. Say you can too. And I come back in here and I still feel the presence of what they sang because God was in that presence, right? And I say, here I am. Here I am. Totally. I'm not drawing a line. I'm not staying back here in some type of prison. I'm not staying in some dead doctrine of rightness. I'm going on with you. And I give that place to him. And you know what? He, he answers that prayer. Huh? Say he answers that. Say he answers that for you. Tell your neighbor he answers it for everyone. That's the heart of God, man. We are his people. We are the saints of God. Okay, let me go on here. I went to Revelations. I, don't, I went over there for a little while. I want to finish it up real quick. Revelations. Next, we, we start out after worship. That's why I got in this fourth and fifth chapter. Unto him that sits on the throne, right? God the judge. God sends out rainbows, it says. Out of that, it speaks of judgment. Say judgment. It speaks of Noah. It speaks of the rainbow. It speaks of covenant. It speaks of all that. Where does that come from? The Father that sits on the throne. And then he says in the next chapter in 5, I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a book written inside and on the back, sealed up with seven seals. Verse 3, and no one in heaven or the earth or under the earth was able to open the book or to look into it. So John, on the, on that, in that vision, began to weep. If you read your Bible, you read this book, these two chapters of Revelation. They're concluding words. They're the last really... Uh, canonized, I guess is the proper word, vision that were written by any apostle was by the apostle John. It was the last thing that he said, and he showed an open heaven, say an open heaven. You got to know this guy, John. He was privileged, the last living apostle. And he, he got stuck on an island called Patmos, a dark place. And he was there for a period of time. And he saw an open heaven, say an open heaven. That's all that John was all about. Look in the gospel of John 1. We talked about it before. In John 1, he said, Behold the Lamb that takes away the sin. And then in the next verse, uh, 51 of John 1, he says, Hey, Nathaniel, I know what kind of guy you are. And you're a follower. You're going to have an open heaven. You're going to see Jacob's ladder ascending and descending. He talked to him in a whole other language. Say another language. A New Testament verbiage, if you would. It's a powerful word. Say powerful. It's a concluding word. And don't you know that God's burdening men and women's heart all over the nations to bring this kind of word to his people. So they come up higher and, and, and not go around. And that they're not untrained men. And they're not just all looking at a doctor and saying, you're wrong. You didn't do it in Jesus' name. You're wrong. You didn't do it in Father, Son, Holy Spirit. 
You're wrong, and all the world's going, you're dead, and you're dead, and you're dead. Show me that Jesus. Show me that living one that we have access by his spirit. Show me the one who's a life giver, not the knowledge giver. Show me that one that imparts to my life. Huh? Amen? And he said he wept. And, and I'll go, I think I'm going to go over another time because I do want to finish this Ephesians and not have it trailing me. We'll read that later. It's the last of the visions. And it's rich. Say it's rich. He's talking and he's showing us what he's writing. That's why we're blessed. And we see that open heaven. And we see the Lamb seated at the right hand. And we see him standing at the same time. One time he's seated and one time he's still administrating things in our earth. That's an open heaven, right? I'm trying to shift gears the best I can, and I'm going to. So let's go to Ephesians 6, and I want to finish up some things. Say, I want to finish this up. You see, Ephesians 6. Let's just finish this up. We'll go to this other another time. You guys tricked me with that music. You musically tricked me. I was loaded for bear, and then I got tricked into revelations. I was led. There you go. And I said, you're not tricked. You were led. Yeah. You got to love my wife, man. She's been in the battle. She has one more day of treatments. Yesterday, she was in the battle, man. She was like, I don't know why I felt so weak. And she said, I know, let the weak say they're strong. But she felt weak. She said, okay. And then all the way, we came to prayer last night, and we prayed. Came home, she was like this, and all of a sudden, like a flower, she began to come alive. She goes, oh, my God, I feel good. I feel well. And I said, and then she started giving me scriptures. She started saying stuff about this. Don't you know when you were saying this? That that thing began to happen in 2008, and don't you know, and I'm like, she, like this, like the battery was down. Hi, Anna, how you doing? I don't know. feel like puking. Then all of a sudden, that life comes back. Don't you remember? That was an ascending word. Don't you know that's the ascension of Christ? And look at that. What a wife. What a believer. Believe in Anna Marie. Huh? Maybe they'll write a story about that. Believe in Anna Marie. Against all hope, against hope, believed in the presence of God. Staggering not at the promise of God, though considering her body, but respect to the promise of God, being strong in faith, giving glory to God. Huh? That's faith. Are you listening to me? That's faith. That's the God kind of faith. That's the faith that's in you. Say it's in me. All right, now I got to shift. My help has come. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's good to be with God. It's not good to be alone. All right, Ephesians 6, let's go there. I'm going to wrap this up. Say it's a concluding word. Say finally, verse 10, Ephesians 6, finally. Say finally. That's a concluding word. That's a finishing word. Gloria just said it's in conclusion of these whole things in this whole book that I talked about, Paul said, that I wrote and penned. It's about what I said in Ephesians 2, that you're the workmanship of God. I'm going to finalize this word. It's about in the chapter 3 that you're a family and you have a father who the source of all fatherhood is from. Chapter 3. Verse 4, he said, finally, I'm going to get to 6. But in 4, you're the new man. You're the new creation. And you walk in victory in the new man. You walk in truth and not a lie. And in 5, he said, you're becoming that bride. You're becoming that bride of Christ together. You're becoming that heavenly, heavenly thing, right? The bride and you're learning to walk in life, in love. And you're learning how to be washed by the word and nourished. You're my bride. Say my bride. And then he says, finally, besides all that, in conclusion to all that plan of God, 
You're my warrior. You were born in a hostile environment. The world don't love you. It didn't love me either. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And you're not under the power of that age any longer. You're under a power of a kingdom that lives forever. Don't you know? He said that. You're my warrior. He said, finally. Concluding all that great stuff that God did and gave. Finally, concluding. It's a charging word. Say a charging word. I like this kind of word because it makes it easy for a guy like me. I always say, what's the bottom line? What's the bottom line? I got a lot of reading, but I'm getting a headache. What's the bottom line? And the finally, you'll find God in the finalies. I'm so excited about concluding words, I'm going to look through every epistle on the conclusion of every word. Because it's a summarizing word for applying. Say applying. An applying word that I can apply right now. I'm not ill-equipped. Tell your neighbor, I'm not ill-equipped. He has not left me comfortless. He made me that warrior. But I got to do something, right? So finally, concluding, be strong. Tell your neighbor, be strong. That big B word, change your mind. We're not talking street. We're talking B-E, not when you get mad at that lady. You don't do that. That B, that B word is an identifying word. Be this, Josh. Don't be that. Well, not you. Be that. That's even cuter than Josh any day. I don't know. Be is an identifying word. Be this. Don't be that. Be. Say it's identifying. Paul the apostle. You've got to feel the writer, the spirit of the writer. And he's saying, be. Don't you know it's an imparting? It's not like, it's not, it can't be, can't be weak. Be is like, be this. Let there be light. Say be. It identifies me. It shows me what I'm to do. And it shows me who I'm to be. I like that. Be this. Be what? Be strong in the Lord. Say strong. In. Say in. In the Lord. Don't you know, go through your Bibles, all you new guys, I did this, when I first started worshiping God, the next thing I started doing is praying. Go through your Bibles, all you new guys, and look for in Him, through Him, in Christ, in the Lord, highlight them all, underline them all in your Bible, read them all, say read them, and then begin to pray them. I told you I was a God scientist, always experimenting, in worship, as I sang, I felt the manifest presence of God occur. Right? Don't you know when you're here and you're singing, you go from singing and you get finally get out of your head and out of your, your, your worries and your emotion and that you start releasing Christ, the life of Christ to the Father, huh? That you feel something? It's the manifest presence of God. I had to have that. I started out with that. And then I learned and I experimented. So I knew. So every time we worship... I sense the manifest presence of God. Because the, and the Bible confirms, every one of the encounters we have, the Bible confirms. He said he inhabits, say inhabits, the praises of his people. It says inhabit means Old Testament. He sits on. I can't sit on you. I, I, I wanted to. Like, he sits on 
God, when you start worshiping God, don't you know the presence gets a little thicker? And you feel like something's sitting on you. Some people weep, some cry, some repent. But all are sensing the manifest presence of God. From within, say within, and without. I learned that, experimented with worship, did it all of my days, didn't know any, I already told you the story. And you know what? And the Lord added to those people, even the ones that didn't want to do that, said, this is too rich and too real, I'm going to do it. Even if I feel like an idiot, I'm going to start singing until this worship is inhabited. And then I learned the prayer, in Him, say in Him, through Him, in the Lord. That's a place, a position that we're to be in. Hey, listen, all this stuff isn't just objective truths. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's a truth. It's experiential in our lives. As we apply it in our lives, say apply it. Some of you are falling short. You're just simply not applying. Tell your neighbor, you're no greater than me. Say, you're no greater than me. He that's least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. That's the Bible. So why is he greater than John? You ever think about that? I did. Because I, I, I said, I don't believe that. <laughs> I said, John's a, he's a bad man. John's wearing clothes in the new priesthood. Don't you know Luke starts out with the priesthood? Zechariah, his dad, he wearing all that other one, right? And Eli wore that other religious one. But John, he said he's a priest. John was a priest. And he had, like, coat of hair. He had a big belt. And he said, this priesthood, I'm out here worshiping God in the wilderness. I'm a different generation of priest. And he said, I go out here, and what a priest is, is brings things to God, right? The kingdom brings God to people. It's a big difference. If you're ever going to bring God, not a doctrine, not a sharing, if you're going to bring God, the eternal one, then you need to be worshiping him so you can bring him. Priests worship him, bring themselves to God so they can bring the kingdom to men. Say, I'm a worshiper. That doesn't fall on deaf ears. All right? Well, I was telling you something about John. Yeah, greater than John. So I go, hey, I, I think John's greater. I don't. I think he's greater than Thomas. That's for sure. Thomas always doubting. I'm like, how can he? But you know what it means when you look up some of the words. He's greater than John because now he's born again, and John was not. The closer you are in Christ and in God in your relationship, is the greater you're going to be in God in Christ in this earth. It's not a matter of position. It's a matter of maturing and knowing. Are you hearing me? See, people, and there's a, there's a fine line on that. People say, well, it's because you got this gift. No, it's not. It's because I gave myself to the Lord. Yeah, the gift has something, it has a different order, right? It's my responsibility, what I serve with. But because I followed the Lord, and because I went through years of shaping and molding, and there's no shortcut. Tell your neighbor, there's no shortcut. People take it all the time. They do that all the time. I'm going to go to Bible college, and I'm not really called, and I'm going to have this certificate, and I'm going to preach to everybody because I want everybody to see me. Not called, not shaped, not molded, uh, zero. At best, a businessman, not a God man. Huh? Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Sarah. Maybe right. Sarah says it's right. When you get on a roll with Sarah, she sleeves up. What? What? Yeah, it's right. She's like, what? What? That's the kind of people I like in here. She's a warrior. Yeah. That's enough. Roll them up. So greater than John, right? Closer with the Lord, right? His followers were close to him. 
Behold the Lamb of God. And, then, and they ask him a question, where do you dwell? Where do you hang out? Because I want to hang out where you're hanging out. Of course you're going to be greater in the things of the kingdom. And greater doesn't mean bigger. <laughs> Let me tell you that Bible-wise. Greater doesn't mean bigger. Tell your neighbor. Greater doesn't mean bigger. It means deeper, richer, keys of the kingdom, mysteries unfolded, things no longer hidden. Signet of the Father doesn't mean bigger. Huh? I know, I know. I had a man of God say, he told another man of God, so you want to be an apostle, huh? Then get, get used to suffering. No, he said, wait a minute, no, that's not how it is on that TV show, no. We all wear like gold and we get to wear the nicest suits. That doesn't happen. Not in his kingdom. He that's the greatest is what? The servant of all. Say, that's kingdom. I was telling Anna, now I went to, I'm getting off to meddling here a little bit. I'm going to let you go. 1 Corinthians 6, I was thinking about a, a scripture in 6, and I think Arthur shared part of it, I don't remember when, three weeks ago. But it was out of 6, 1, and it was, oh, not 6, 1, Corinthians 6, and it talks about, and such were some of you. I remember him quoting it. Such were some of you. And, it, and he led through this whole thing of, he said, you know what, there were some people in incest. That's the context of that book, Corinthians 5. A guy was in incest, one guy was in lust, and Paul was dealing with our lust, and he was dealing with it to clear it up. And then he goes on to the next dealing, and what did he deal with them with? The cross, say the cross. He used the cross, man. Because when people are alive to lust, guess what they need to die to? Here comes the cross. Right? Yeah? Say yeah. And then he dealt with that, and then he went and dealt with the next thing. But there's one thing, I think, oh, he dealt with appetite. In that chapter, I was telling Anna, he dealt with people that overate. He dealt with appetite. And he said, you know what? I, I'm not going to be under lust, and I'm not going to be under an appetite. And the third one got me. And it's like, and you guys are fighting over lawsuits and who's right and who's wrong. And you're right, Jimmy Heath, because he most of the time is. I should have never said that. Should have never said that. Wish I could have raised that. Can you take that off the tape thing? <laughs> let's just say, let's just say, most of the time he is right, right? And Paul the Apostle, and it dealt with me. And most of the time I'm, I am right. Sounds arrogant. When I drive down the street, my sin is when that guy drives in front of me and almost kills everybody else. I'm right. I'm right. I'm like, pull over, get out of the car. But it's like, I'm right, right? But somehow it just doesn't have life anymore for me. I, I'm right, but I find God saying, so you're right. Here's the work of the cross for you, buddy, right here. Can you not suffer a wrong, Craig? Not very good, Lord. You know that. It's been 32 years and I'm still. Can you not suffer a wrong? That's what it says. First Corinthians 6. He goes here. You're dealing with lust. And he goes, not so much. You're dealing with uh, gluttony. Not really. You're dealing with being right. Yeah, kind of. But don't you know, Lord, they, they could have killed everybody, and I'm justified, don't you think? He said, can you not suffer a loss? Let's get this. Can you not be robbed? Oh, <laughs> robbed for, for living right? Robbed for doing the right thing? That's what that scripture says, and that's part of the cross as well. Amen? I just told you about my cross. So every time I short out, it's getting less short and shorter and shorter that I don't lose it like I used to. 
And that's a good thing for God. Are you hearing me? Say the cross. All right, so let's get back to there. Say in him. I'm going to finish this. I promised that I would. And once I say I promise, I got to do it. So I got to do it. I do. I have to do it. So put off. They says in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And the strength of his might. Say the strength of his might. Listen, in Ephesians 1, you read it, 18, 17, 18. He goes, just open your eyes. I want you to pray that your eyes are open. I want you to go wash and see. I want you guys to see this so now you can stand in this. Huh? And he said, put on the strength. And the strength that he's talking about is in Ephesians 1, 17 through 18 or 19 or 22, I think, is the strength of his resurrection. And he said, he made a whole dialogue in that first chapter saying i want you guys to be strong in this in the same strength that raised jesus from the dead i want you to be strong in the dunamis power i want you to be strong in that kratos that ruling power i want you to be strong in dunamis that power of explosion i want you to be strong in exousia that authority to rule i want you to be strong with this strength that comes from him that's seated already stay seated and you're in him say you're in him And if you're talking to him, he's dispensing that to you 24 hours a day. Whether you feel like it or not, when you start praying, there's a dispensing Christ going on. Don't you know? He died 2,000 years ago. What in the heck makes it real right now? The translating Christ brings it into mind now. There is no datelines in God. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the appointed time. And the Lord brings that date into this event for us right now. Now, by your stripes, you're healed. Isaiah saw it in the future. I see in the future a Lamb of God. I see in the future one being slain. I see in the future, Isaiah said, him hanging, him being pierced. I see in the future him being shredded and marred beyond human recognition. I see in the future that you're healed with this redeeming one. And then Peter stands over here and said, I I was there. I was there denying him, but nevertheless... He died something, something after Christ, A.D., is that what he say? After his death, A.D., is that proper? And that date, whatever date that was, 2000 and whatever now, because I've been stuck there for 30 years, so obviously it's 2000 something. That was that date. But the event is for the now. How can people be born again if that was just a date? That's why I get so aggravated with people that say, well, that's passed away. No, you pass away. <laughs> See, I'm still working on that area. <laughs> Trying to tell you. No, you go pass away. Nothing's passed away in God. The dates already happened. The event stands and remains. Who was, who is, and is to come. Anna, who was healed, who is healed, and continues to be healed. Huh? Who ha- Thank God who has delivered me, Paul says, is delivering me and continues to deliver me. From the sentence of death. Say, the tense is now. Yeah, not some future day. No, not some future day. One day when I get to heaven, I'll, I'll be totally healed. And in that day, I'll go to be in the upper room, and I'll be healed completely. Oh, don't you know, darling, that they got the divine healing? Don't you know they don't suffer anymore? Forget about it. God wants you healed now. He wants you healed in the earth, on earth as it is in heaven. When those guys tell you that stuff, walk out like you saw a rattlesnake. Run from that place and run from that man. He don't know God, nor the scriptures, nor the power of God. 
If it's not written, say, see ya. Tell your friends that. I always get to meddling on that a little bit. I'm on the borderline, though. I'm okay. I don't feel that conviction. He said, I do. Well, I don't, I don't feel it, so. <laughs> so. So leave me alone. Say, nothing's passed away. Say, he is the same. Yesterday, today, forever. Today is the day of my salvation. Today is the day of my healing. Right now, right here. Amen. Boy, I love that Gloria. Boy, she, they got, we got some warriors. Yeah, give them, praise them like you mean it. Hey, praise them like you mean it. Praise them like you mean it. Amen. Now, I'm going to be first. You want me to stay for the end? Let's do that. Cap it. You cap it for me. Hold that. Stay right there. I'm going to finish this. Yeah, you said finish. I'm finishing. So put on. Say put on. Tell your neighbor, I got something to do. I got to put on something. I'm not ill-equipped. I could choose to run around naked and get beat up. But he said, no, I've given you something to clothe yourself with. I said, put on. Say, put on. He said, that word in the Greek means just like putting on clothing. I'm to put this on. God provided it. I'm to wear it. Tell your neighbor, God provided it. I'm to wear this thing. I'm to be clothed in it. I'm to put it on. Put on the full armor of God so that you will. I can't even read it. My thing's so marked up. Be able to stand. Say stand. Firm against the schemes of the devil. Strategies of the devil. Methods of the devil. Mind games of the devil. Tell your neighbor mind games. I remember old rock song. Head games. That's all I ever do. Head games. <laughs> Jimmy said, what songs did you listen to? And what world did you listen to? I don't know what you're talking about, Craig. He does it to me every week. Didn't happen to me. Let's dance, buddy. Let's dance. Didn't happen to me. Head games. I think it was, I'm not going to give him credit, but that was the 80s band. Right, Heather? 80s. Rock on. Yeah, Frampton. Frampton. Yeah, she went to Frampton. Yeah. All right. Put on the full armor that you'll be able to stand. Say, it's for standing. This armor is to make me stand. Say, this armor makes me strong. <laughs> this armor makes me stand. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against powers and against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces and wickedness in heavenly places. Say, heavenly place. Therefore, take up. Say, I just put some stuff on. Now I'm going to take some stuff up. Take up the full armor of God so that you'll be able to resist. Once you're able to stand, once you're able to resist in the evil day. Say the evil day. You ever been in one? Some of your friends have been in them. Maybe you don't forget uh, Arthur's mom in this evil day for them. Yeah, you don't have to forget me, but if you do, I don't care. Because I've learned not to depend on everybody with only a few that I can depend on. So I'm, I'm just saying, you needed to have that little ouch. I say, oh me. That, but get to the point if it's amen. Full armor. And having done all the stand, what do you do? Stand some more. Having done all the stand, I stand some more. Having girded up my loins with truth. Say loins with truth. There's three aspects in 14th verse. Loins with truth. You know what the loins of truth are? It's the word of God that's truth that you've experienced that you could wear now. Say, I'm experiencing some things. And therefore, having girded your loins with truth, put on, say put on, the breastplate of righteousness. That righteousness stops us from the accusations of Satan. 
That's where most people lose ground all the time. You didn't do this right. You didn't say that right. You didn't do that. You didn't do this. And that's the, the doctrine. And that's not for today. And that's for tomorrow. I don't live by that empty doctrine. I live by a living Christ. Don't you? If you sense yourself getting confused about the letter of the law, you're in the wrong tree. Say, I'm not hanging out there no more. I told Anna, I don't understand it, and I'm tempted to figure it. But it don't have life. I'm not touching it. I'm staying in a living Christ with a loving Father and a blessed Holy Spirit right now. Say, right now. And having shod your feet, say, feet. Say, I got warfare shoes. I got some wrestling shoes. We already talked about that. I've got peace with God. I got peace with man. And I got peace as a firm foundation to stand on against. It's an oxymoron. I wore out of peace. I wore off, off the position of his cross, right? In addition to all this, 16, take up the shield of faith. Say, take up the shield of faith. Say it again. Take up the shield of faith. That's the one thing he's saying you've got to pick up. Say, the shield of faith. Say the mysteries of faith. When I read that, I got the depths of faith. Hebrews chapter 6 says, have faith toward God. Say toward God. Say that's a general faith. Faith toward God. He's way out there. Faith toward God. He's way up there, right? Say general faith. But it gets more specific. Once you're born again, Mark the 11th chapter, the 22, 22nd verse, Jesus was walking with his disciples headed to that religious institution and he went there on his way with something on his mind and he was going on his mind you see what he had on his mind later and you'll see what he had on his mind right then in mark because he was going there with purpose a purpose jesus was going sent to that party in jerusalem where all the religious things were going on where people were feasting and eating and no one was being healed huh Jesus was going there with intent. You're going to see it in this word. And, G and let's, let's go back to the 12th, 12th verse, Cain. I'm sorry. 12th verse of the 11th chapter. You mind staying after a few seconds? All right. Because you can't now because I said if you have a problem with food <laughs> and, and you ha it has power over you. <laughs> see, you can't. You, yeah, you that's right. He's your meat and drink. Let's see. Mark, Mark 11. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord, verse 12. And on the next day, he had left Bethany in 12, and he became hungry, seeing a distance, a fig tree, and a leaf. And he went to see, perhaps, if he would find anything on it. And he came to it, and he found nothing but leaves, for it was not seasoned for the figs. And he said, may no one, say no one, ever eat fruit from you forever again. And he said that because in that time season, you read your commentaries, and I don't, there's James Brown. James Brown. Ow! Not James Brown. <laughs> get down. Get funky. Get loose. Not James Brown. James Fawcett Brown or whatever. You read your commentaries on the, on the thing. And it says that that thing had big leaves, so it looked like it should have some fruit. So when he picked up that fruit, looked for a fig, there was none. That means it was a, a pretender. Say a pretender. It was supposed to produce fruit. Tell the Lord, I'm a fruit producer. I'm no pretender. When you come to check and, and see something from me, you're going to get the real deal, not just some big flapping plant. And so he had, he had something on his mind, and he cursed that fig tree. Uh, I'll go a long story short. I could He goes on, and he goes towards that, that religious institution, and in that place he starts going into the house of God that was ordained for the house of prayer and the life. He starts turning over tables. He starts rattling religious men's cages. 
And he said, this is my father's house. You've made it a den of thieves. That was on his mind. He looked at that tree and he said, that's you. I'm going to eat some on this tree, but over here, that's what I'm going to do. That's a fake institution. It's big, it's showy, and it has no fruit. Just like you. Be cursed and bear fruit no more. Sick of that religious thing. Say Jesus. Yeah, I know people. He loves everybody. Say he does. Yeah, he loves everyone, but he doesn't tolerate stuff in his place. So he had that on his mind. If you start reading your scriptures, he has that on his mind. And he said he cursed the tree. And then Peter, I'm going to paraphrase because I'm going to make it short. And Peter says, hey, hey, look, we're coming back. Look at the tree that you spoke to, Jesus. The, the tree that you said, it's dead. Not only is it dead, it's dead by the root. Say the root. And what did Jesus say? That's right, because I'm God's son. No, he didn't. You know what he said? He said, you could do this. Do this. Have the faith of God, Peter. Say general faith. Now I'm born again. I got the faith of God. That's what that scripture says. Look in your Greek. Have the faith of God. If you're born again, you got faith. Say faith. He's not just faith far away towards God. God's in here. I got the faith of God. And he said, I'm going to show you how the faith of God works, just like I did with this tree. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and will not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. So therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that it's granted, and it shall be granted. Huh? Say the faith of God. Faith toward God, faith of God. Faith in God's faithfulness. I got to have that. I got to have faith in the heart of God. When you're in battles, you got to know that God's not your problem. He's your answer. You got to know that God didn't send that on you. He redeemed and paid that for you. That's the heart of God. Say faith in the heart of God. I'm trying to go fast. Faith in the heart of God keeps you standing. When you say stand with the shield of faith, faith in his heart that he's always for me, never against me. My battle's not with flesh and blood. My disappointment's not from God. Somebody got in the way and interrupted his promise. But God continues in that. Because he's faithful. Say faithful. Who promised to will perform it. Say perform it. And God, I have faith in the sovereignty of God. That no matter how many times I miss it, all I got to do is repent. Never regret. Because I got faith in God. Yeah, he knew what was up. He knew what was up. He knew I went over here. It didn't stop his predestined plan for my life. I just made it take a little longer. I went the long way around. But guess where I'm going? Predestined and ordained of God. Called from the mother's womb. Say, I'm predestined. He said, he's going to go eat. Yeah, he is. No. I might have slowed it down. But because of God's predestined, I'm not missing it. I might slow it down. All I got to do is repent of it. Say repent. I don't got to regret. Keep going. Say keep going. And faith in his words, part of the shield of the faith. Faith in his word, his integrity. When, when, when I told Jimmy and I was seeing Ed and visiting him, I told Ed, I'll be back and I'm going to update you. You're in, he was in the hospital room. I'll be back and I'm going to tell you what's going on. And I went out in the front room and it's all that was working to me. Don't forget to tell Ed. I gave one word to a man. One promise I gave to that man. And I said, and it was working to me. I told they said, we're going to go. I said, Beth, you're going to go see him. Can you tell him specifically? I, I round tripped him. I finished that word that I gave him. I completed that word that I gave him, that he got the knowledge that I said he'd have. 
You tell yourself, you being evil, how much more? How much more your heavenly father? He said a whole lot more than Ed, I'm going back to the room to see you. He said, you're healed by my stripes. How much more is he moved? If I'm moved and I'm evil, how much more is he moved to fulfill that word? He said a lot of them. He said a lot of words. I'm the glory and the lifter of your head. I'm your healer. I'm your savior. I'm your redeemer. I'm your soon coming king. I am the first. I am the last. How many words that he put out in here that he's backing every single one of them? And me and you, one word I give and I can't rest. How much more your father in heaven behind every word say, God's not my problem. I got an enemy. I was born in a hostile environment. There's something between the heavenlies, and that's my enemy. But God said, fill the air with prayer, with all manner of prayer. I'm going to wrap it. I'll let you, I'm going to let you read in a minute, Gloria. And then he said, take up the shield of faith. Put on the helmet of salvation. Take up the sword of the Spirit. Say sword of the Spirit. Which is the word of God, not the ink. It's the sword of the Spirit. It's when you read this today or when you heard this today and you start praying it tomorrow that that thing has life, that becomes the sword of the Spirit, not a piece of ink. That sword of the Spirit out of your spirit. And that's the Makaira of God, that short dagger that you're to stab that enemy in the heart with. They're like darts and like arrows. You, we don't even know what we're doing sometimes. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Taking in captivity, thoughts, demolishing philosophies and cultures that are contrary to Christ. We don't even know. We're like little kids sometimes doing like this. Well, I just prayed a prayer. I don't know what happened. Here, let's do this one. We're two or more agree. The fallout, we don't even know. Okay, so we're finishing this. And I'm closing it. Verse 18, with all prayer, say that with me, go to 18th, yeah, just like that, say aloha, say with all prayer and petition, pray at all times, with all prayer at all times, how, in the spirit, with this in view, be alert, with what? All preservation, perseverance, and all petition. For what? Tell your neighbor, you're a saint. Tell him, I'm going to be done. And you know what? Not only you're a saint, but Paul imparted to us a prayer that we're to pray for all the saints. Say all. Tell your neighbor, I got your back. You're a saint. I'm going to pray for all the saints. Caleb sends me a text. Okay, Craig. You guys are on my heart. I'm praying. It means a lot. It means a lot, you know? It means, it means really, really a lot. I mean, when everybody does it, I'm always thankful. I mean, I know who's in agreement and who has harmony, you know? I told Jimmy and uh, Beth, I, they speak that language. I don't know how come God did it, but it's a language. There's harmony. I, I, we go to the doctor, and they come out, and we say, this, this, and that. And then Beth and Jimmy text, this, this, and that. I said, you were, were you in my pocket? Because you're French. We. <laughs> that's agreement say agreement i would that we all agree like that amen join your prayers agree with them you don't have to direct it agree with them i agree constantly you agree 
for, for the whole household, the Rodriguez's, that they'll have words of wisdom in that moment, every time. They'll be able to decide with the mind of Christ that we commit all that hospital and every worker that's under the authority of God by it. They don't know why they say what they say or do what they do, but because of prayer. Amen? Say, I'm praying with all manner of prayer, with all manner of perseverance for all. I'm praying for all the saints. And pray, this is what Paul said, on my behalf. I wish I could say that because I was, I was like, Paul, pray on my behalf. But do it anyway since I'm standing here. Pray on my behalf. <laughs> Listen to this, and I'm praying that. Where is that? And pray on my behalf that utterance. I want you to pray that. Pray that for whoever's here. I, pray that for me. Pray that I'd, that I'd have utterance. Expression, that word is expression, may be given to me in the opening of my mouth. To make known the, with boldness the mysteries, say the mysteries, of the gospel. So when people hear that sound and feel that presence, they want to come to him. Amen? For which I am an ambassador. I'm an ambassador. Tell your neighbor, I'm an ambassador. That's you. That's you. Say, I'm an ambassador. I'm a representative. I'm in chains. I'm chained up. Uh, Paul was a prisoner chained to a soldier, right? And he said, give me utterance to talk to this guy next to me. Give me boldness. I'm hooked up. I'm chained up. But I got to give utterance. I got to give him an expressing word. I got to give him the kingdom before I get out of here. Tell that's for all of you. Say all. Say all. I'm not talking apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. I'm talking all. Say all. Say, God, you're giving me utterance, an expressive word. I'm an ambassador, though I be in chains, that, I, that in proclaiming it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. That's your prayer, right? And I think that I'm done with that. I'm going to let Gloria come up here, and then we're going to close this. Did you get anything out of this today? All right. Thank God, then, if you did. Go ahead and thank him. Did you? Did you not? All right. All right. All right. Thank you, God. Hey, hey, say this. Say, faith comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing and by hearing and by hearing the words of God. Say, I'm hearing today. I'm hearing tomorrow. And I'm even going to listen to that webcast ten times if I have to till I get it. Amen. All right. Well, this is just all really total in agreement with everything that he said. And the Lord put this on my heart a few weeks ago. And this is, uh, I'm just going to uh, quote that last part where you said, to that, to that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints. Well, this is the one I am presenting this to us as a body for a saint that we have. And that's this saint sitting over here. That we are to stand together in agreement. And the scripture that I want to read is in Matthew uh, 18, 18. And I'm, I'm charging us all as the body of Christ. I'm charging us as the body, of the voice of Christ to be speaking this, declaring this, proclaiming this. Because I'm going to tell you what. It's God's word and it's the truth and there's power in it. And when we come together in that in, in unity, there's power of the force of God that comes and manifests. And this is what it says in 1818. Truly I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven and, and whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. In other words, health and healing is in heaven. It's just what you said. We don't have to. We don't have to 
Heaven's it's guaranteed it's already there. We don't have to we don't have to that's a no brainer. It's we need health and healing here. Right here in this way, in this earth. So as us as a body, I ask that all of you stand up and we honor God's word and let's all come in agreement. We're going to come in agreement. And it says if we're any two come in agreement on earth, harmonizing together, make a symphony together about whatever, anything and everything they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them in my Father's name. And we come together right now. Just stretch your hands towards Anna. Stretch your hands towards Anna. We thank you, Jesus. We say that in the name of Jesus, uh, cancer is, de- is, is not in heaven. Is, we declare it is not permitted. It is not permitted to be into this body. It is forbidden. It has intruded, and we call it no. We call it no. You have to go. You you are not. You cannot exist. The blood of Jesus has eradicated you, has destroyed you, has obliterated you, and we declare strength and power and might in her in her body, Lord God. And we stand as the body, and we stand as your voice together every day, Lord God. We proclaim it. We declare it. We stand with her. We keep her back covered. And Craig too, Lord God. We put the covering over him too. Jesus, Lord God, because they're one flesh, Lord Jesus. They're one, and they stand together as one, Lord God. And we speak strength of the mighty power of your Holy Spirit that energizes them, that energizes them with strength and faith and power, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God. We bless them, Lord God, with the blessings of, of all blessings that you have for them, Lord God. Blessings of, 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 of health, uh, blessings of, of every need that there is, Lord God, that, that you have, that they have. It is all provided for you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you're the provision, and you provide it in Jesus' name. Thank